most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones Mr. Jones How the heck are you? I am tired but good Why are you tired? Oh, I have no idea I think it has something to do with the last week It's been crazy It's, it's crazy, I was thinking about this The last time that we spoke to you guys Was three podcasts ago Yes And we were sat in a very similar situation than we are in now, but in reverse. Yes, boxes everywhere. (laughs) Because three podcasts ago, we packed up our entire house and we're sitting in the studio, which was the last room in the house to be packed up. Because the following morning, wasn't it? Or a couple of days after that, we were moving out of our house for good. Yeah, so we did a whole bunch back to back and then packed it down. Oh, that's right. We pre-recorded a bunch of stuff for you because we knew we were going to be unavailable for two weeks. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed those little podcasts. If if you missed them, we did an interview with some developers out in California who've done one of my favorite apps called New Bible. It's a Bible app for the phone. So we interviewed them. And last week, uh, Blake came and interviewed you, babe. Well, technically he interviewed me two years ago and we recorded it. But yes, I, yes. I get your point. Yes. So three, three podcasts ago, we were surrounded by boxes. Tonight we find ourselves surrounded by boxes because we're in our new house. We are. Hooray. <laughs> and... Pretty much one of the first rooms we had to unpack was this because we realized, oh, wait, we have a podcast to record. It's true. Actually, the only room in the house that is fully unpacked is the... Kitchen. Kitchen. Because it's your domain. It is my domain. And it's what you solidly worked on. For three days. (laughs) It's all it took, folks. Just three days. Talk to me about your kitchen. It is a beautiful kitchen. It is very large. There's lots of room. The pantry is about twice the size of the previous pantry that I had. I love that you painted your pantry before filling it. Well, it kind of looked like a CSI scene in there. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Ketchup bottles exploded against I the wall? I think so. I was like, uh, what happened in this pantry? And I thought, I cannot, because I couldn't get the marks off of things. I cannot do this to myself. So you just repainted it? I took all the shelves out, painted all the shelves, painted the pantry, painted all the trim, and then put it all back together. What was I doing while you were doing all that? I have no idea. I think you were just like sitting around eating bonbons saying, bring me more grapes. <laughs> no, you were uh, unloading storage units and such. Yeah, me and my band of merry people were unloading storage units. Yes. Many merry people made well, our move happen. We're, yeah, we should talk about that. Yes. For goodness sake. Yes. For goodness sake. We had teams that helped us move out. We had teams that came in and cleaned this house before other teams came and well, moved in We should in do a things. timeline to explain it all. It was craziness. So three weeks ago, we moved out of our house. We sold our house, had nowhere to live. So the very kind Bill and Noni Butler let us sleep at their house. Yes. Which for three glorious days. was not exactly roughing it. It's not roughing <laughs> it at all. <laughs> MJ and Tia both wanted to move back in with the Butlers when we came home. Right. They were like, why do we have to go to Disney? Why can't we stay here? That's right. I think partially it was the food too. We were fed very well. So we're technically homeless in splendor for three days. Yes, homeless in splendor. If you can call having a swimming pool and a hot tub (laughs) homeless. (laughs) And awesome food. (laughs) Yeah. And then we woke up on a Friday and we went to our attorney's office and signed the papers for the house we're currently in. Yes. But we then got in a car and drove to Florida. Yes, because we'd already purchased our vacation Back in January. in January. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad thing. It was amazing how that timing worked. No, it worked perfect. And so while we were away, we had some very sweet friends who, well, actually, before we even got away, we had very sweet friends who helped us pack stuff up. Yes. 
And that was amazing to yeah, watch. A game of Tetris with all incredible. our belongings happening. Yeah. And so then, yeah, we went away to Florida. While we were away in Florida, we had a team of people come in, God bless them, and clean this house while we were away. Yeah. Which from top to bottom. Humbling and incredibly kind. So thank you to everybody who did that. Meanwhile, while we were still away, our, all our stuff arrived on the driveway in one of those storage pods. And yes. another team of people came in and moved everything in. Now, And even set up stuff like our tables and stuff. So when we got home, there was some place to sit to eat. And our new neighbors, who we hadn't really met, you, you'd stop by and said hello. Yeah, I'd met her once in person and we texted a few times. Very sweet. She'd let us put our mattresses and a box of our bedding in their garage. So when our team of friends came to unload the pod, they also set up beds for us. Yes. Because a week later, we were driving up from California. Incorrect. We were driving up from Orlando, but I could see how you could think that was California. <laughs> Geography was never one of my strong points. Yeah, Geography, I, mental I arithmetic. Yeah, I know you're really excited if you figured out we're supposed to turn left to get out of our subdivision. You're like, <laughs> look, babe, I knew we were supposed to turn left. I'm like, so does MJ. Um, yeah. We drove up from Florida. <laughs> yeah. How many hours was that? Um, well, it was like 10 and a bit hours of driving that didn't include stopping and getting gas and going potty and blah, blah, blah. But by the time we got here, we were exhausted, but not exhausted enough to not paint our kitchen pantry, I might point out. No, I started working on that right away. (laughs) My point though. Started looking for things and... My point though was we literally pulled into the driveway, got in as a family, prayed over the house. Yeah. Thank God for the house. Put the kids to bed. And uh, it was amazing. Wandered around the house, this new house that we hadn't even been in, with yeah. all our stuff unloaded. So strange. And if that wasn't enough, the next couple of days, I had some guys come over and help me as well. Yeah. And then on Because we Saturday, had stuff stored in a bunch of different places. We had them scattered everywhere. We had like four different storage areas. It was like we needed a pirate's map yeah. to find everything. <laughs> yeah. So you did a great job of finding it all. And then on Saturday, we had another team of people. And a truck. And a U-Haul truck that you drove like a boss. Yeah, I did. To unload our last thing. But I was shocked how fast 10 people can unload stuff. Half an hour it took. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was so fast. So now we're living in a really big house, but with boxes everywhere. And we don't tend to know where everything is. So if this podcast sounds weird, if you can hear the crickets like I can, <laughs> we haven't put up any sound treatment in the room that we're calling our studio. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> we haven't done anything. So bear with us while we're doing that. MJ told me that there was a rude bird outside of his window the yesterday morning. I was like, why is he rude? He woke me up, mommy. I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that, buddy. So yeah, we just want to thank all of the amazing people, and there are many of you that uh, helped us with this massive, monumental move. We so appreciate. Oh, we super appreciate everything it. you did. Thank you so much. And I want to talk about that a little later when we get to our topic. Yeah. Of handling blessing. In addition to the awesome people that we had help us move, and we've also mentioned our neighbors. We've we've met one of our neighbors, and we already knew our next door neighbors. It turns out our next door neighbors. We go to church with. And we go to church with. <laughs> the Hornbuckle family, who, uh, God bless Deirdre, who has been basically my go-between between UPS. We, we, we had everything. <laughs> I had all my mail held, but then I realized that only applies to USPS. It didn't apply to FedEx or UPS. So 
God bless her. Every couple of days I'd be texting her going, Deirdre, is there any way you could go get a package off my doorstep? <laughs> so those, our neighbours have been amazing. They've been feeding us. They've been encouraging us. And today Wes and I went TV shopping. So that was awesome. She's also been providing tools and first aid kits for wounded people. And I felt like for the three days that we're moving things, I'm texting her every few minutes like, hey, uh, do you have a this? And hey, uh, do you have a... Yeah. Well, thank you, Hornbuckles. Yeah. Very good. All right. Do you want to talk about vacation? Yes. Because I've learned that I really like vacations. Me too. Not working for two weeks is great. By the way, if you've tried to email me in the last two weeks or sent me a text message and I haven't replied, that will be what I'm doing tomorrow. So apologies if I haven't been in communication. You should maybe write a sermon tomorrow too. Because my job is communicating. When I'm on vacation, I don't communicate or it feels like I'm at work. Yes. PSA over. <laughs> um, yeah, vacation was great. On reflection, I mean, when I was looking at the timing of everything, I was thinking, gosh, this is horrible timing to take possession of a house right when you're going on vacation. I think any time you take possession of a house, that's great timing. But I think if we hadn't already paid for our vacation, we would have ended up spending our entire time off here unpacking boxes, which would have been horrible for the kids. Yeah, because let's face facts, for the last three days, we've pretty much neglected them. They're iPad parented children and their hair looks like they're raised by wolves. (laughs) <laughs> it's not been parenting banner moments in the last few days. Be like, here, eat this. Go sit over there. <laughs> Don't you have toys somewhere? Anyway, yeah. So go we play with styrofoam. <laughs> find things like cutlery, and so like, hey, uh, let's just make them things they can eat with their fingers. <laughs> what were you saying about vacation? Well, so it was great. It was really, really good. We went uh, down to the seaside area. We didn't stay right in seaside. Uh, we stayed just outside of that, which I actually think is a good decision. I think Seaside is, I mean, it's stunning, but it's quite busy, isn't it? So being one or two beaches away from that. It's funny because nice. when you're a motorist in Seaside, y- you want to drive over pedestrians. Mm-hmm. And when you're a pedestrian, you can't believe how aggressive the drivers <laughs> are. And let's not even mention cyclists. No, there's so many cyclists and some of them seem like they have no idea. They've never cycled before in their lives. <laughs> I just want to bring like a paint gun or something, you know, and just tag people that are driving me crazy. Apparently <laughs> right, we're that's fairly, it, you're done. <laughs> we're fairly violent towards cyclists. But yeah, it was good. I mean, we we ate in Seaside a couple of times. Just lovely. The kids love that. And to run around in this sort of pavilion area and stuff like that. So that was really, really fun. And It was also fun to be with Glenn and Anna, my mm-hmm. longest running friends at this point. Running friends? Longest running. I need to find a phrase to describe They've the length of friendship. They've been your friends the longest. <laughs> yes. And they were so gracious in looking after our kids. Because I don't like going outside, they were happy to take the kids to the beach. Which yeah. meant, I think I only went to the beach once for maybe 15 minutes. And then got bored and left. Yeah, I think I only went two or three times. And they took our kids, so thank you. There was one day when I sort of came down with a cold. And basically Glenn and Anna parented our children Excuse while I lied me. in bed. I- I'd like to think that I was involved. You made lunch. Okay, you were delirious, so you don't remember facts properly. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we went to Disney. We did. Should we we talk about Disney, Disney. how all that happened? Sure. Well, this this comes back to the whole topic of, you know how normally we do a weekly catch-up and then we go into our main topic? Yeah. There's no smooth transition. The whole thing is about handling blessing, because I feel like the last... This season of life that we're in right now, it feels like, you know, when you sneeze and random strangers say bless you, Mm -hmm. it feels like all those bless yous are coming to fruition. Mm. It feels like every single day there's abundance and blessing and it's, it 
it's ridiculous. So blessing of friends who would come and clean your house, blessings of friends who would help you come and move, blessings of people who would phone up and say, hey, I'd like to pay for you to go to Disney. Blessings on, like, for example, we this sold house. Our, this house. We, we sold our house in, in a, a day. day. And there's houses in our neighborhood that went on the market at the same time that still haven't sold. Yeah. We found this house in a day. You know, so everywhere we look, there's upgrades. We yeah. went to Disney, we got upgrades, got so much favor. So I go into this spin thing of must moderate the blessings so that my uh, my life isn't misrepresented. So I'm basically tempering what God is doing because it's so good because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I don't want people to get the wrong idea that we are being wasteful or I don't want people to get the wrong idea that we are suddenly big-headed or and I'm realizing oh I'm not really good at half of the stuff I teach (laughs) (laughs) like oh I'm not I'm really not good at this whole handling blessing so here's an example yeah we got friends who'll stop by because they want to come and you know drop by and say hi and see the house and just be happy for us and so they come in and we're giving them a tour of the house and I realize I must be so uncomfortable with God's kindness, that to temper it, I'm pointing out all the things that are wrong with the house. Yeah, like we need to fix this. We oh, look look that. how ugly this is. And oh, can you believe this? And I'm like, what? Oh, and I'm not grumbling and I'm not complaining because there isn't criticalness in my heart. I'm actually complaining for the sake of other people. So they, I don't know where I got this messed <laughs> up mindset from, but I'm awkwardly excusing myself from the kindness that God has shown me. Yeah. Isn't that pitiful? Well, so someplace you're uncomfortable with blessing. Well, I've I have a friend who's a missionary. Mm-hmm. And him and his wife are just dear friends of ours. And I remember a number of years ago when we were getting to know them, we went out for dinner and he had a Rolex on his wrist, a beautiful timepiece, and I commented on how nice his watch was. And he was very quick to tell me where the watch came from, that it was a gift from this, that, and the next thing, in this kind of breathless explanation. And instantly I felt really really bad because I was like, oh, you thought somewhere in my head that I thought that if you're a missionary, you shouldn't have a Rolex. But there is that mindset out there, isn't there? Or if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have abundance. Or if certainly if you're in ministry, right? you know, you're not going to, you know, you don't go into ministry for money. Very true. You don't, right? you know, and it's, you know, you're never going to have stuff if you're in ministry or whatever. So you kind of, that mindset leads leaves you apologizing when God blesses you beyond your means. Which is difficult because you're setting yourself up for a life of apologies because God set you up in Christ for a life of blessing. Right. So it seems like we want to, because here's the thing, wouldn't it be tragic if God is doing things in the lives of people as forerunners for what he wants to do in that community? But the people he's doing those blessings through are so embarrassed by it that they temper it, they hide from it, they withdraw from it, and then perhaps the community doesn't get the breakthrough that God had designed it to come through. Right. So anyway, all of that to say, uh, I'm having this mix of emotions. I'll give you another example, a Mm. simple example. Mm. I come back from vacation Mm. and... I'm feeling really overwhelmed by the generosity of other people because I'm aware that other people have said yes to us to help move stuff in when we're not even here. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. So they've said no to doing other things on that Saturday morning. They've said Mm -hmm. no to being with their families. They've said no to resting. Mm -hmm. They're expending their energy on behalf of us. Now, on the one hand, 
we were very careful to ask people who were friends of ours because we we legitimately don't want to take advantage of the relationship we have in our community and that we're leaders and we've seen enough abuse of power and authority that I, I just didn't want to put out something on Facebook going, hey, if anybody right. really loves Jesus and right. really wants to serve the leaders in their community, why <laughs> don't you you'll do this. demonstrate? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to do any of that. I wanted to reach yep. out to people we have relationship with and say, hey, would you be able to, or not would you be able to, would you like to? Right. And there are people we've trained really, really well to say no they understand our boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of wrestling a little bit with the fact that people are being kind to me on behalf of, I don't know why. But then I realize I'm coming home and I'm thinking, oh, I've got a whole warehouse full of stuff that I'm going to need help with. And now I feel bad asking the same people who've already helped me to help me again. Right. So what's that? Shame. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, thought we dealt with that it's just ugly old shame just the ugly old shame <laughs> but we've learned that new formula that joy is found in a tender response to weakness yeah so at that point i'm feeling weak and rather than hiding my weakness i'm making my weakness known and saying would you be able to help me again and when people say yes from a genuine place not yes because they feel compulsed to say yes right there's joy on their end and there's joy on my end. Yeah. And so I don't know why I'm rambling. I, I, I guess I'm excited to verbally process all the emotions I've been feeling. You talk now. I'm going to sit in silence and just smile. Oh, you're so cute. Look at you. Yeah, I, uh, I, it was fun for me today, particularly. Well, first of all, you know, when we first got home um, that first morning, Cindy came over with this gift from a whole bunch of people. Oh, hold that, the phone. I forgot about that, all yeah, of that. Yeah, that gave us the most amazing housewarming gift and like a financial gift towards, you know, furniture or something that we needed for the house. And it just sort of felt like, oh, God, you're so extravagant. Like you're so beyond anything we would ever think of. Right. Or, you know, hope or imagine. And of course, you know, because this house is enormous, like compared to where we lived before, whatever, there's, there are a lot of needs for furniture and different things that have to happen, you know? Right. So it's, even in that, it's like, oh God, you're so great at the details. And, you know, we are such a part of such a generous community. So we're part of an astonishingly generous community. Yeah. Like, and it comes back to that thing we've talked before in the podcast about how good Americans are at celebrating. Yeah. Because people are really good at celebrating. Like they're, they're, I watch everybody in our community ride the tidal waves of other people's celebrations in yeah. joy. Yeah. So babies being born, there's genuine excitement, birthdays, housewarming, graduation, all these things where people are thrilled to celebrate other people. Yeah. And it's everything it, is an opportunity for celebration. It warms the cockles of my heart. Oh, really? Exactly are the cockles of your heart. <laughs> I don't know. It's back from when I was a pirate. That's Southwest. What we used to say. The Southwest part of your heart. Um uh, for me, it was really fun today. My uh, cousin came over and she hadn't seen it yet. And she kept getting all teary eyed as we walked through it, you know, and I was sort of explaining, oh, we want to do this. We want to do that. And eventually we want to do the basement and blah, blah, blah. And she just kept saying, wow, God's just really set you guys up for the, the to be in the perfect place and a house that's going to work for when they're teenagers. And, you know, this is such a blessing and I'm so excited for you. And, it was fun for me today because I didn't feel like I needed to apologize for God blessing us. 
So I feel like my heart is starting to shift to being able to just go, you know what? God's given us a great gift and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel like I need to downplay it. Good for you, babe. I'm going to sit in your say no to shame class. Yeah. Say no to shame. That you're going to be running soon. Hmm. The thing is, I don't feel, I don't feel shameful. I'm not trying to talk myself out of it being shame. I don't feel shameful. I guess I, I feel. No, well, the shame thing I was saying and having to ask for help again. I don't, I mean, I think in terms of being given a house, that's a massive blessing. Right. Uh, I don't think I ever felt necessarily shame about that, but I feel like because we're people in ministry, there's something in me that still wants to apologize to people right. or tell them, Hey, it's okay. Like, I know this is a massive house, but we got an amazing deal. And you know, like, and explain away the blessings of God to yeah. somehow justify, which you can't justify God's kindness. No. So, and you know, it's funny cause we did get an amazing deal and you, you look at all that stuff and go, that's are all you, truth. Are you justifying it right now? No, <laughs> it's truth, but that's not the point. Like it's, it should be okay to just go, Hey, guess what? This is our new house. We're so excited and right. not feel like we have to explain why we have it. Right. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing I've been preaching on the last couple of weeks, but I've been preaching on it on behalf of other people. But suddenly when I'm in the, the seat of the one being blessed, it's like, uh, yeah, this is a whole lot more awkward than I, than I imagined. Yeah. The funny thing is though, when I think of somebody else getting blessed, like how many friends have we had that have been given a car or whatever? And I'm not thinking, how are you justifying being given that car? I'm right. like, that's awesome. You don't deserve that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm perfectly happy to celebrate other people getting blessed, like just their minds blown. But then there's something in me that wants to apologize when I get blessed. So I think God's challenging our hearts in a new way. I, I was thinking earlier about the passage in Luke 5. This happens twice in the life of Peter. It's where in Luke 5, it's the first time it happens. Peter is out or Jesus has actually commandeered Peter's boat so he can speak to the masses. And then Peter, who's a fisherman, is out fishing all night, catches nothing. And then Jesus says, well, throw your nets on the other side. And that's comical for so many reasons. But Peter does it. He, out of obedience, he does it. And the blessing is so big, it says that it began to break their boats. Yeah. And the blessing of God on your life is going to break the paradigms you've built up mm-hmm. for what's normal and what's appropriate and mm-hmm. what's considered a large catch in, mm-hmm. in, your, in your world, in your metaphor. And so God is literally breaking the boats of, of Peter. And then he says, oh, you don't need to worry from now on, you'll be fishers of men. And, and he, he just, he does that twice in his life. But Peter's response is, go away from me for I'm an unclean man, I'm a sinful man. And again, he's God's generosity brings up the yuckiness in our hearts where suddenly feel we feel unworthy. But the truth is, on one side, we're all unworthy. On the other side, we're all worthy. We're, we're right. sons and daughters of God. This right. is what he does. He is kind. He is good. Yeah. He's rich in mercy. He's unfailing in his love. And he loves to take care of his kids. And he also pours out blessings so that you'll be a blessing to others. Like if you think about that passage... It's the other boats that have to come along and and help with the catch that's coming in. You know, it's not just Peter who shares in that abundance of blessing. Right. So I think there's some of that too. Like if we don't actually receive the blessing for ourselves, we can't actually give it away to other people. Right. So 
you know, it is our heart that this house and our lives would be a blessing to other people, but you have to be able to actually accept and acknowledge what you have first. So there you go. There's our unfiltered ramblings of being slightly conscious of God's kindness and learning to handle that and being astonished by a community in a neighborhood of very generous people. Yeah. I keep going back to that thing that God said to me at the beginning of the year where he said, you need to increase your joy capacity because I'm going to pour out so much blessing on you this year that if you don't increase your joy capacity, you won't be able to cope and you'll register it as trauma. Wow. And I keep thinking about that. And even on vacation, I was like, Lord, you're right. You know, I'm, there's a part of me that's registering it as trauma because I don't know how to cope with so much blessing. And I just felt like the Lord said, and I'm not done, you know? So it's like, okay, I don't know. I guess we need to get this sorted, huh? (laughs) Come on. Yeah. I just realized we're done, but we didn't even talk about Disney. Top three rides at Disney. (gasps) Top three rides. Well, I really liked the Cali River Rapids, even though we got absolutely drenched like rats and had to go and get t-shirts for everybody because we had to go to a restaurant to eat in air conditioning and we would have ended up with pneumonia or something. Right. Um, I really like that. I loved going on the Buzz Lightyear ride with MJ because he was so thrilled to try and shoot targets, which wasn't necessarily his gifting. Nope. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and I just generally like coasters. I like the big coasters. I have to say the Hollywood Tower of Terror was surprisingly fun and not really? not terrible. Yeah, incredibly fun. I was shocked at how good the Toy Story, the 4D Toy Story shoot, shoot 'em up game was. That was tremendous fun. My favorite. I don't know. You've I, done your no, three. No, 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 no. You have done I like soaring and I liked the Star Wars, the new Star Wars one where you're like in yeah, a, in a freighter or whatever. The rock and roller coaster and Mount Everest, that's it. We're done. It was so much fun. I'd be shocked if we have anything worthy putting in show notes, but if we do, you'll find them at alanaj.com slash 112. <laughs> we will try and get our studio and our minds in order for next week and have a proper podcast. But for now, thanks so much for staying with us. Thank you for all your best wishes. Thank you for your support over email and on social media. We love you guys. We look forward to being with you guys next week. Have a great week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me, Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, they talk about faith in God, and everything under the sun, if you are a human being, there's something here for everyone, 